Hello, and welcome to the inaugural podcast of Past, Present, and Predictions. I'm Aliyah Fow, the host of Past, Present, and Predictions. And before we get into it, I'd just like to give a little context that I am a huge history buff. I love connecting dots between the past and the present, and I believe history is the context for ever-expanding story. That's why I began this podcast. Here on PPP, I'll be diving into the history of industries that I find interesting, where these industries are now, and where we can predict these industries are going. Today, we will be focusing on the history of alternative higher education. Let's get into it. Apprenticeships have been around since almost the beginning of time. Since in time memorial, people have been transferring skills from one generation to another in some form of apprenticeship. 4,000 years ago, the Babylonian Code of Hammurabi provided that artisans teach their crafts to youths. The, rec- the records of Egypt, Greece, and Rome from the earliest times reveal that skills were being still being passed off in this fashion. When youth in the olden days achieved status of craft workers, they became important members of society. Craft workers coming to the New World from England and other European countries brought with them the practice of indenture and a system of master-apprentice relationships. Most of the apprentices were 14 years of age or younger. By comparison today, most apprentices began training between the ages of 18 and 24. With the expansion of industry following the Industrial Revolution, the apprenticeship system was revolutionized to apply to the new machine age, the early system of domestic apprenticeship, in which the apprentice lived with a master and was dependent for food and clothing as well as shelter, disappeared. Compensation was changed by employers to payment of wages, although insignificant compared with today's wages, graduated in accordance with the predetermined scale. Apprenticeship systems in keeping with the new era were gradually developed in, new, in the growing industries, at first the iron foundries and shipbuilding yards, and later in machinery and electrical equipment plants, government arsenals, navy yards, and printing shops. Not until the latter part of the 19th century were any apprenticeship systems begun that were at all comparable with those of today, but the number of plants in which apprentices were trained was limited, and the training was, for the most part, somewhat sketchy when measured by modern standards. The great majority of skilled workers still came from abroad. Most of the workers who acquired their skill in this country learned on their own by watching and getting advice from experienced workers, by sheer persistence, and by trial and error. There have been a lot of great careers that have started with apprenticeship. Many other industrial and governmental leaders began with their careers in in apprenticeable trades. One was Charles E. Sorensen, a skilled pattern maker who became a production genius. Sorensen Sorensen, for many years, was Henry Ford's right-hand man, and according to the New York Times, he formulated the concept for the moving assembly line, working on a blackboard, the economics of a $5 a day, and built the River Rouge plant. He also built the mile-long Willow Run bomber plant, which turned out a B-24 bomber every hour during World War II. As you can see, the history of apprenticeships and vocational schools have been throughout the history of the United States. This... I hope you have found this history lesson as interesting as I did, and please join me on Friday where we talk about these institutions today, the philosophy of higher education, and and do these options still produce success. I will be talking also about my personal experiences with what I am going through in the Praxis program. Thank you, and I hope you've enjoyed the podcast.